Broadcasting from another dimension. Deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest. Sending you secrets from the future directly into your motherfucking mind. It's the Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast, y'all. Episode nine and nine and nine and nine and nine and now. Get it, get it, get it, get get it, 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 get I like more than to share them with you. You know what I'm saying? Because you are also the friends in the Go Shrimp and Friends podcast. You know what I'm saying? I am Go Shrimp. I'm talking to my very best friends on this podcast. And you, the listeners, are also our friends because we are connecting. You know what I'm saying? We are having a great old time together. And this podcast was no exception. Uh, Today we have a very juicy guest, a very mysterious guest, a man named Foam Breeze. You know what I'm saying? Foam Breeze. Foam Breeze. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to jump right into it because we had a jahoo. See old time on this podcast, and I know you're gonna love it. So here we go. All right, and here we are with a very, very special guest, highly anticipated guest of the Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast, Ghost Scout Foam Motherfucking Breeze, y'all. What's up, Ghost Scout? podcast listeners it's really good to be here yes yes this was inevitable this this is definitely <laughs> inevitable definitely a regular guest it will be a regular appearing guest on the ghost number fred's podcast i remember at camp a couple years ago um you were super hyped to get a ghost scout podcast going and uh yeah i was like i was like we will someday and then you're like it's got to come out every week and i was like every week man that sounds like too much but here we are <laughs> here we are with a weekly yeah. podcast hell yeah yeah ghostiny for sure ghostiny Uh-oh. has manifested it because it was meant yeah. to be i was also really into like bullying seth i think i think like at the point i just like i just decided that like seth was gonna be in charge of it and then if I laid into him, I was really interested in the experiment. Like if I just laid into him for two weeks, if I could make somebody who was completely uninterested in podcasts do it. <laughs> oh, was, was so so Seth, a.k.a. Butterflesh, was he completely uninterested in doing it? Um, Yeah, I, well, I mean, like, I think so. I think he just, like, mentioned it in, like, I mean, I, I definitely have a thing that I that I do where like somebody's just like, oh yeah, this thing is cool, and I'm like, you should do like, and I'm like, you should do that, you should do that professionally, and like the next like two weeks, I'll bug them about like, like how's your career in podcasting <laughs> you should, starting? And you should like, do that professionally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, I I could definitely. I I I don't think I I remember you guys talking about it, but I guess I thought that it was something that he was just as excited about at the time because I remember he started talking about it a lot. But I didn't. I guess I didn't realize how much you had catalyzed that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, well, there's a lot of stuff. I was just like, I was just really interested in like sort of like Seth and where Seth came from and like what what we could do to like change Seth within a month. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, this is getting deep, deep cuts already. This is getting dark already. And then we were like, let's pick this one regular white guy. Let's really fuck with him for a while. Right. Well, I don't know. It was was, there's always, it's obvious every time that there's a camp, there's like, there's one person that's like, obviously could go, who has like shows the potential to being changed the most, Mm. you know, somebody, somebody who's like life is definitely, I'm like, there's a lot of people that, camped a little before they came there like you know hung out with other artists a lot but then there's always somebody that doesn't have that like seems like seems like their life you know like you kind of wonder why they're there and they're like they're definitely interesting capable people but you can tell that camp is working on them the most yeah yeah. um and like and that felt to me like seth and i was like and you know usually i like i always gravitate towards those people i just want to see like I just want to see what that's like that, you know, that's, that's a little bit more like that's, that's a more compelling, you know, place to invest your, yourself into. Yeah. He was in the Greenstone protocol. You, 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 you put him, you volunteered him for the Greenstone protocol. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He met all my criteria. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so you weren't at camp this year, but previous to that, you have attended in some shape or form all five ghost scout training camps including yeah, the, the first so the first five years which is pretty incredible right yeah the 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 the, the hard years the rocky unsure years. <laughs> the wild west the, the yeah no but potentially like the coolest year, like the you know the the most potential years yeah uh and, um, what, yeah, and, I mean, I was. How do so, you was, how do you stack them up? Like, I mean, you know, obviously we can't talk about all facets of of camp. Some of it's secret, so you know we can't try to explain to everybody kind of all the dynamics of everything. But you know, from from like, what, what is your take on the whole? Uh, you know, I guess you you of any scout has seen the most of the evolution happen. Um, and, and also you have some of the wackiest perspectives on camp of anybody, (laughs) of anybody pretty much period. You're always, you're always like, you're always there, um, trying to like really instigate some of your own very mischievous, like (laughs) subplots into camp. And like, just like you just like laid it out with Seth, you're like, there's always someone who I'm going to try to like (laughs) manipulate into like either, either making them great or destroying them during this next couple of weeks. Well, yeah, but well, it's just for me, like, I mean, like, cause personally I got flexed on, so I mean, like I did so much of that on myself the first year. Right. Okay. You know, Cause, like because like, you were like because you were always like you were like ready to Lord of the Flies it. You you felt you had an impending feeling like it was going to turn into Lord of the Flies, and I was going to start like hacking people up with a hatchet at at a right. certain point. Well, like well, the difference between the difference between like any other year in the first year is like once there's a second year, because the idea of ghost cream stream ghost room training camp by itself is pretty ridiculous it's like you know it's it's six to eight artists that have never met each other go to like a very <laughs> disclosed location and like 
part of the day and like you're like you're you're in the woods you're like away from other people and like there's like jumpsuits and like manual labor and there's like this guy that you know him as like kind of a hip-hop adventure time artist but like when they meet you it's an entirely it's an entirely different element and like the difference between year one and like the rest of the years is it's proven like eight right six six people did this insane thing and came out the other side and went like endorsed it right yeah yeah because year one was like you guys got here and it was me in the woods right yeah it was you in the woods (laughs) that was was it (laughs) right you like there was no like yeah the place where your house was was just like forest like you were living in the camper that you're talking in now well the camper like, wasn't you, even there at, in the very beginning i don't think right or was it there well, was no it, it was in the you were living in the parking lot right, like the oh camp, right down at the driveway the lot, yeah yeah and it your was whole family driveway. was living out of that right right it was me and athena and baby wolfie who was like at that point he was like three uh, months old no 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 he was no, like okay. he was like 10 or 11 months old and yeah we were in the driveway the camper was down in the driveway because uh we at the road like because we hadn't made the driveway or we hadn't gotten it up into this like clearing yet because the clearing wasn't right. even here yet because we were cutting the clearing first year yeah yeah so that's what we did. I mean, like, yeah, part of the first year is laying the foundation that the bandit house stays on. Right, right. Now, yeah. yeah, at there, the end of the first really... camp, at the end of the first camp, we had the outhouse. Yeah, we had sure. we had done probably some clearing up at camp, but not even a lot up at cadet yeah. camp. And then uh, we basically cleared the hilltop that my house is on now. And then, like, at the end of camp, we had, like, six concrete piers yeah which was like well considering that's like that's a lot of work compared to oh, we did so much years. work it was insane yeah it was really crazy yeah. and like well and a lot of it was like fear but i was never sure like you hinted right at the at the at the beginning that like there's there might be a time that you come up the hill and just be like okay only half of you are graduating <laughs> no no and I like did i did i ever make that joke or was that only in your mind though well okay like now like maybe six years have made me uh oh, I think we lost you for a sec. Oh, let's see if he gets back. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, you, yeah. So it, you it, cut it, out for a sec. You cut out for a sec. You're saying six years made you something. Oh yeah, it made me realize. I mean, like I, that I might have, I might have exaggerated this stuff, but I was sure that, like, I was at the time, I was sure that, you know, there's a good fifty chance that you were like only half these people are going to make it. And I like, and it was very like, and in my head. And so like what that did to me was like, made me like evaluate where I was in the standing of six people. Right. And I the realized pecking that order. I was like, yeah. And like, I felt like I was on the cusp. There was like people that were like, locked in. like, like, <laughs> so awesome. like no matter what. Oh shit. Damn. This is a fucked up connection. Uh-oh. Man, I'm getting yeah. dropped out of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That must be your side of the connection. That sucks. We could just roll uh, with it. That's okay. We'll just roll with it. Okay. Yeah, so I'm mean, like, yeah, if you if you, you get 10 people together and Chang is one of them, Chang is going to be the leader of those people no matter what. Yeah, Chang is a, right. Chang is a supreme human being and, like, there's not a lot I can do. There's just not a lot to be done about it. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like, like in the in the Donner Party version of camp, it's like I come up and like Chang is like alive in the cabin, and everybody else has been eaten by Chang. 
Yeah, for sure. <laughs> exactly. For sure. And like and, and he still has that, just the same like look on his face and like says right. the same thing he would do normally. <laughs> yeah, dude. Shout out shout out to Mind Cop. Chang yeah. aka Mind Cop. Go Scout Mind yeah. Cop. Big shout out to Mind Cop. We gotta get him um, on here. That that would be a great episode. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, I'm interested to uh, what he'd have to say. Um yeah, I don't know, because he's, yeah, he's just so cool and collected. But, I mean, other than that, you have to, like, really kind of figure out where you were there. And I thought I was in, like, a precarious – where I could go either way. And that made me, like, the idea that, like, I didn't know whether or not I'd be on the winning or losing team, like, did something insane to me that had, like, never been done before. I Like, I'd never asked myself <laughs> to compete that hard. And so, like – and, like, and so I went nuts. I mean, like, there's, you know, and, like, there was maybe, like – only one time, and I think it was like it was just like raining, and we were like throwing these huge, heavy logs into this fire, and I'm like just trying to lift a heavier log than Damien, so like, you know, so I wouldn't feel shitty. And I just remember being like, "Who is this guy? Why are we doing this for him?" <laughs> <laughs> this was awesome. That was crazy. Yeah, I remember there was one day where it was like absolutely pouring rain and i was like yeah. thinking like okay like so do we work in days like this or do we not and i was like fuck it let's work on days like this and i was like all right guys we're working let's go and i remember it being like totally crazy and like we were out there in the pouring pouring rain and we were cutting down trees and we had the bonfire going and i remember i had like the full body rain suit on and it was like just getting shredded because we were like just doing such rowdy rugged work and i just remember being like soaked to the bone with like this shredded thread of like a like a rain suit on like cutting down these trees it was pretty yeah, wild yeah, it was it pretty was, wild it was yeah it was really brutal i just had to like yeah you just had to decide whether or not you know this was for you or not i mean like it's like i mean like what would happen and, and i had to ask myself like what would happen if i just went home it would be so weird if people got kicked if we like voted people out of camp that would like be such a weird vibe to be like have yeah, people yeah. like or like just at the end like okay like only half of you graduate and like just like it's like one of those bachelor shows where like it's not everybody gets the rose i don't know yeah, what we yeah, would exactly. i don't know what we would have it would be like the goat skull you'd like come up and like take a sip of like you know fucking semen from a goat skull <laughs> and then that's like that's your end like that's it. You know? yeah, yeah. And then everybody else has to go home. And then yeah. they're like, but I mean, like... there wasn't, there wasn't any, I mean, like I, you get the feeling that there wasn't any structure. So it could have been that way. Like that's yeah. not yeah. That's like for that month, it wasn't inconceivable. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause we had the, yeah, we had the schedule, but yeah, we were kind of just making it up as we went along. And, right. and, and, and that was, uh, that was, that was a real fun part of it. You know, that was yeah, really that was... cool. Yeah, that was a huge appeal for me. It was, like, for the first maybe three years, this idea that, like, you get to decide how camp goes. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, you know, it's like... The, the well, definitely year, still remember... to a certain extent, too. I mean, I, every year things change, but, like, it has taken more of a shape. It, like, has more and more of, like, this reinforced form each year. But, but yeah, it, it does also evolve. But in those early days, it, it did seem much more like... There was, I guess, there the firstly the first couple of years it was like, are is this camp going to be about being like super insane and anarchistic, or is it about, or is it going to like go towards? 
being like more organized and productive and like positive and like you know there, there was definitely right, that right. that like threshold like the you know is right. it going to be oj simpson or is it going to be shaquille o'neal and we like ended up going more of the shaquille o'neal route you know and oj right, kind of absolutely. like is in the back now he's like in the background but you know <laughs> that was like the that was like the you know year three because yeah after year two there was definitely a time especially after graduation night on year two, how crazy and rowdy it got. Uh, I, I realized after that, like, wow, like if we don't like get way more organized and, and, and like safe with this, like next yeah. year, next year, something's going to happen where it's going to make it impossible for this to continue. Like someone's going right. to get like seriously injured. Yeah. Somebody's going to die. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> year two was insane. Um, year two was a lot of times where I'm just like, I, I looked back and I went like, Oh wow. Like that, I was really rolling. There's a couple of times where I was really rolling the dice. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I do not regret it. I'm I'm super stoked it happened. No, it's um, cool. I'm amazed. Those... Yeah, I'm amazed that like that what it's become and like how legit it is. And when people come now, like how just like like everybody just knows what they're doing now, you know. And like the counselors know. Like everybody's just like they. Everybody's so so everybody has such a fun time in in all the things we built up now and it's like i don't know it's so solid now it's so rock solid it's crazy yeah yeah it's fully fully institution it's so much fun man yeah it's really cool i mean i can't wait i mean you know now's the time i got uh-oh cut out again Greenstone's got the shitty old internet. Greenstone, Greenstone, gotta sing yeah, green now. There you go. I'll just sing whenever you, <laughs> whenever it cuts out. I'll just start singing a song. I'll just start singing a Greenstone song. This is fucking miserable. This is bad podcasting. No, um, no, no. Yeah. This is juicy. No, I mean, like, I, I gotta. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna come up with my own. Like, I, I keep telling people maybe since like year three that I was gonna come up with my own version of camp. Right. And I Terror think, camp. Like, and I, Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was going to be Terror Camp. I think now, <laughs> with the general climate, I have to come up with a better name. It's like I just like, and but that's all that's left. It's like I think I can start doing it now. I think I have the network yeah. in Los Angeles to make what what might be called Terror Camp happen. Yeah, it should either be in like a Los Angeles parking lot in like an abandoned mall, or it should be like in a sand pit somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's like Fight Club. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not, that might be. Yeah, that might be cool. It should be in like a parking lot. We just meet. Like we just start meeting. Like you, you know, just sleep on like hot fucking blacktop, and there's like snakes and dog shit, and just like <laughs> and just like and just like you just uh, have yeah. to eat. You have to eat food that makes you feel really bad and really tired, and then you just have to throw it up, and then you just have to. It, everything just stays where it is, and like all the shit and the piss and the puke. That's what it's. Uh, oh, so, that's so, the yeah, so you, you've lived in you've lived in East Hollywood, Matt. <laughs> you know what it's like to live in my neighborhood. So yeah, what is it? What is it like? I mean, I I I, am, I have a similar experience to you coming from the you know New England to live in LA. Uh -huh. How have you enjoyed? You've been in LA for two years now. Is that right? Uh oh, he cut out again. Greenstone, he moved from Maine and then he <laughs> went to LA. <laughs> then he went to LA. <laughs> so, so you went from Maine to LA two years ago, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. This is the beginning of my third year. Yeah. Um. I'm oh, again. Greenstone, 
He is a guy, he's got a big old long face, and he never stops talking unless his feet Fucking cuts crap. out. If it gets really bad, if it gets really bad, we can scrap it, but I'm still rolling. We're still good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think this is fun. Um, no, I don't know. And like, yeah, it's not, it's not my favorite. I, I was raised in small towns. Right. For in, sure. In and Maine. Like, what, uh, what town are you from in Maine? I'm from Brunswick, which Brunswick. is like it's a little bit bigger. It's like a medium. It's like a medium college town. Right, right, right. Uh, um, but like, I mean, I, I spent a lot of time in White River Junction, Vermont, which is like mm. tiny, which yeah. is like you know maybe three thousand people, maybe. Shout, um, shout out CCS, right? Hell yeah, yeah! Shout out CCS. Shout out that. Career. And what does CCS stand for again? This is Center for Cartoon Studies. Center for Cartoon Studies. It's a really cool little uh, comics college in White River Junction, Vermont. Yeah, it's pretty good. I didn't even go there. I just went there to hang out. For, you just bummed. Nice. You just bummed around over there. Well, yeah. Well, I, don't know, I worked a job. I like. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, like, I had a couple buddies from from SCAD that went. That yeah. you know, checked that out afterwards. And like, and I, and yeah, you're right. I was straight bumming around. There's like a multiple occasions. Both occasions where I lived in White River Junction, I meant to visit somewhere else. It's like I like I meant to like go check it out and then come back home. And then, like, within two days, I had, like, a job in an apartment, and I just, like, called my people and told them that I was staying. Did you ever shit outside, like, in the street there? No. I definitely have in Los Angeles. Have you shit outside in L.A. already? Yeah. Wow. Not, like, I don't in, think I've ever my... taken a shit outside in L.A. That's crazy. Well, no, not, like, not on the, not, like, on the street. I had a little, like, there's a little backyard area, and there's a space between the shed and the wall. Really? What circumstance led you to shit behind the shed in your backyard in L.A.? <laughs> oh, the government's cutting it again. <laughs> the government's trying to cut this pot off, man. They know it's too yeah. juicy. So wait, so but, what? But so so how, what? What? What happened where you were taking a shit behind this shed in your backyard oh, just, in L.A.? I just have four roommates, and like, and sometimes you like, there's. You gotta go. I'm getting older. I can, I can, I hold, I can hold my shit less well. Really? So you, um, yeah, so, so someone was in the bathroom and you were like, "Fuck this," and you just went and took a shit in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, I just knew. I was just like, wow. I knew, and like suddenly I knew exactly where to go and exactly what to do. Now, if you and had like, never been to Ghost Scout training camp, would you have made the same decision? Well, what, what's the alternative? Like that shit, <laughs> like that shit was coming out. Like, like, <laughs> did you have diarrhea? Was it diarrhea? No, it was perfect. It was like a perfect immaculate. It was like it was like the consistency of bread. It just came out. Wow. Um, it like just a it loaf, just just like a green loaf. Yeah. What made me hold it that long? I don't know. Wow. Um, and what I mean, did you do... wipe with? You took toilet paper out there and like just left a pile out there. No, I just like it, luckily it was just like thick enough that I just. It was fine. It was, it was a, a ghost wipe. It was a ghost. It was like yeah. It was a ghost wipe. Wow. I love a ghost um, wipe. Yeah, but I mean, I tell people, like, when they ask about L.A. a lot, or, like, whenever I talk about, like, we, we play, like, what celebrity have you seen? Um, you know, I say, like, it's cool, I see a lot of celebrities here, but, like, for every celebrity I see, I see, like, three homeless people, like, shitting in front of me, like, while staring at my eyes. You know, like, really? they're staring into my eyes while shitting. Yeah. Really? I live on, I live between, I live on Sunset. It's yeah. bad out here. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's I mean, like, funny. You know, I think I, of most of the homeless people as being in Skid Row down there where the tent city is. Oh, yeah. They're there, too. Have you seen that yet? Oh, I had to walk through it. Yeah. I had, like, um, I, for, for the nib thing that I was covering, well, like, one of them had to do, like, for a while I had to go to these, like, 
satanic like goth club shows yeah, and yeah. one of them was like right there wow. and um i don't have like i don't have like a, my phone doesn't have internet on it so like I, I got the the uber there but like i couldn't find internet to get the uber back and it was like four in the morning and i was very drunk and i'm like oh my god i just gotta walk that gambit and i was like in a suit i was in like a you know in a full suit and i was just like oh let's just do it and like i walked and then like i you know i remember i had my my jacket slung over my shoulder and something fell out of the pocket and i went to look around for it and i just saw like hypo like hypos all over like all around me and i'm like oh, whatever it is it's gone oh my god uh, yeah i, I was, was fine, one, though. yeah one night i was riding my bike home and i was drunk and i got like turned around and i kept riding back to the tent city and i was like where the <laughs> fuck am i i was like so yeah, confused it was insane no good. i mean i've seen like i always know where like north is yeah so i just you know i just head that way until i hit hills but i mean like i don't know i've got rules it's like i won't i won't get stoned if i can't walk home like right. that's definitely like a, like an la rule for sure um, you won't get you know. stoned if you can't walk home. What do you mean? What's what does that mean? Like I mean, like if I'm if I'm in a location that's like too far away from my house. Oh, okay. You know, okay. if I'm okay. you know I'm I'm in Hollywood. Like if I'm in, you know, because you need to like have your full mental f- facilities to like figure out how to get home if you need to. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be in a situation where I'm like where I'm out of sorts. Like, gotcha, gotcha. More, you know, too far away from my house. Right, right. Um, I like it. Yeah, some L.A. tips. So, yeah, you were talking about uh, the nib stuff you've been working on. So so the nib is like, where is the nib? What's, what's the deal with the nib? I, like, know about it, but I don't know, like, a ton about it. Like, what's the deal with the nib? Um, I mean, it's mostly, it's, it's nonfiction. It's like a nonfiction comic website. Okay. Um, a lot of it's, like, there's a lot of journalism involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like, yeah, I mean, like, a lot of it's, like, political and about, like, you know, um I mean, it's, it's mostly people making fun of Trump, really, right, and like right, and like right. and like gender comic stuff. But I, I, I mean, and, but it's good, like for that, like for you know, if you if you're interested in like nonfiction comics and like journal comics and like learning stuff that way, it's like the premier place to go. Yeah, yeah, it gets posted up a lot. And then Ron had done some stuff. Uh, shout out Pie. Ron Wimberly had done uh, has done some stuff for them. And then one of the girls that was in my class uh, last year in Denmark had done some stuff for them. So I had definitely seen some of it. And now you are you're doing stuff for them. Yeah, well, it, it's great. I mean, like, it's it's one of the best like editor relationships I've ever had. Um, right now, like the, the person working on the pieces. For me, there's three people that run it, which is like Larry Harris, um, Matt, who I've never met, and Andy Warner, who um, taught Bob, like Meat Prowler, when he was in, um, you know, when, when he visited Denmark. Oh, he so, went. Out, like, he that, went out to. He went out to the animation workshop to teach. Yeah, yeah, and they're both buddies of mine for CCS. Mm, so mm. like that's like that's how that's how I know them. Um, but I just like I I was to, I just convinced like Larry to let me. Um, pitch them stuff for like this ufo con i mean i like in the in it started i think like as a as a goof like my my roommate is really into ufo stuff and he um he got a ticket to this like this high profile convention he was like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute you are also really into ufo stuff yeah, I'm like I'm in. I'm really into fringe stuff, like fringe stuff generally. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. But yeah, I yeah, like because like because like I I am too, and we we definitely like talk about it. So like we're we, yeah. I feel like I feel like you and me are both definitely pretty into alien and yeah. UFO and stuff. I'm, and I'm not like I'm not a UFO. Like I wasn't a UFO like expert before I went to this thing. I'm like I was more of a I was more of a Bigfoot dude. 
Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a yeah. different thing. Right. I haven't done Bigfoot for the nib yet, and cryptozoology. Right, for sure. Which might eventually become a pitch, <laughs> as anything, <laughs> as anything might. Any like, but I, I, I joked. I was like, if I can get the nib to like buy my ticket, then like then I'll go and I'll cover this thing. And I and I pitched it. And, and this I, was like, for not, the this was for the UFO convention thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so like that bit, and I ended up like really taking to it like i was i like i it it worked way better than i thought it would and now i've been like i've you know i've been pitching them kind of other fringe stuff yeah um i just like i just finished a piece about like uh, the satanic temple which yeah kind of dropped on there maybe two days ago and a lot yeah. of people have been really responding to that and now i'm working on a thing about um wasteland about like people that go and have like mad max parties and they're called Wastelanders. Right, and I just um, saw the pictures for that. So I, I, I remember the UFO comic went up, and I read that one. And I just saw, yeah. I saw the Satanic one, but I haven't read it yet. And I flipped through it, but I didn't go in and read it yet. And then, yeah. uh, and then I just saw all the pictures of you and uh, Ghost Scout Deep Nuts. Shout out Deep Nuts. You, you Deep two, <laughs> you two went like Hunter Thompson style. I love this because it's like it feels very Gonzo. And, yeah, well, and, no, and I, you guys went, you guys went to cover this. This tell us about what what this thing is. You went to cover this wasteland thing. Yeah. No, I actually listened to like all of Fear and Loathing before I went. Did you? And I got like, yeah, yeah. I got like, I got nuts. I was in like a, I was in a weird place before I, before I went out to this thing. I was just like going crazy from doing this other comic, and I just gone through like a breakup, and I'm just like, I was just like, I was all scrambled, and I didn't know how this was gonna go, and so I was like, no, no matter what happens, like I'm gonna go full Gonzo journalism. But um, yeah, I, I was um, it's it was just this like four like this four to five day convention out in the Mojave Desert, and it's like the key word is like fully immersive. Uh, everyone it's just when you get in, like once you get into there, you have to wear like wasteland gear. There's all these like busted wasteland gear and you, you walk around and you just are in a Mad Max movie for five days. That's what it looked like. And wait, how did you rope deep nuts into this? Cause I actually, I think I remember you posting up. Did you post up on Facebook? Like, Hey, who wants to like drive me to this? Like, to this yeah, definitely. I, yeah, thing? I was like, because I, I was like, I was really scared I wasn't gonna get a ride. I was gonna ask um, Luce uh, mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. about whether she wanted to go, and she had to pull out at the last minute. Shout and, out, yeah, shout I, out, Ghost Scout Sasha Deluxe. Sasha Deluxe, that's right. Um, yeah, who who's at my house all the time? Like, I, I know her. She's my she's my LA Ghost Scout yep. contact. Nice, love, um, it, love it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so I, I was out, I, and, and Cole's brother lives here. Like he's um. Oh, that's he's, right. Uh, like, he has a brother that lives in LA. Yeah, and he like plays bass, and he's in a band. And I and I was asking Cole, I'm like, hey, do you think your brother has the time to do this thing? And he was like, no, but I do. Oh yeah. Oh, and like even better. It, yeah, it was insane. Like he drove down from Illinois to like to be at this thing which is like two days of him just driving by himself to get and wait, to LA. so wait, wait it, so he drove to la yeah and then the mojave yeah. desert is in california right yeah it's only like an hour and a half away right yeah i think we drove through it on the road trip when we left la i think we ended up driving through there yeah it's a yeah it's a pretty it's a pretty chill chill ride mojave's like a weird town yeah <laughs> yeah oh so it's in the town of mojave yeah, or next to it. It's closest to like California City. Okay, that sounds like a fake name. 
Yeah, shout out to yeah, shout out to Californians <laughs> and nobody else. California City. Yeah, this yeah, this has been LA talk. Um, so how was but, it? How was it? Uh, that looked like so much fun. Like, cause Cole, yeah. Cole, I mean, you, you, both of you, I think, are two of like just the wackiest characters uh, <laughs> in, involved in Ghost Scouts. So the thought of you two there together, I can only imagine. Like, I immediately was like, "Fuck, I want to be there with those guys." Like, it looked yeah. like so much fun. It was a best case scenario, and I was like, I was really worried because, like, because a big element of this is like cosplay and when you're doing that you're like you're getting into like kind of a cosplay culture and there's like an internet culture there like a like a message board culture and all that stuff i'm like 100 percent not about like i don't have a lot of time for like getting to know people that way yeah and like and like and like that kind of culture at all and so like I was so you mean really like afraid. these people knew each other ahead of time like a lot of the people at this event like knew each other through message boards and stuff yeah yeah absolutely okay, and they've been okay. doing it for years okay, and it's like gotcha. i mean what like what I didn't realize is like like I think this is like the seventh year they've done it and they've just like they figured out like every aspect of wasteland culture and like got it tuned in. And do you um, sleep in tents there? Yeah, yeah, we camped way out. I mean, like a lot of people are like building structures. So it's like, like a burn. Like, it's like as like a Burning Man vibe type of thing, sort of maybe or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Burning Man, but like the music is terrible. But there's a lot more to do that's not music. <laughs> I'm not, have you ever I, been to Burning Man? I haven't. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I can't, I, like, I don't do enough hard drugs, really. And I, <laughs> like, you're I, like, the Hunter Thompson, you're like the, you're like the straight edge Hunter Thompson. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I was day drinking <laughs> the whole time. I mean, like, I mean, like, the, you know, I was, you're like you, you're like you're like um can i walk home from here sorry guys i can't <laughs> smoke weed right now i'm not sure where my tent is in relation to things right now. you're like this super sensible hunter thompson yeah that came oh uh, yeah um, no no one else no one should be hunter thompson hunter thompson shouldn't have been hunter thompson and deep nuts um, is definitely he's a good uh he's a good the attorney character you know like how hunter thompson yeah. has the attorney with yeah, him no, <laughs> the, well, the big no, samoan absolutely. dude or whatever he's like he totally is that character. yeah yeah he was my dr gonzo for yeah, sure yeah, totally. um but he went like we all had to make we had to make up wasteland names because like they wouldn't take your real like you had to come up with a persona and my persona was quicksand andy Wow. And his was um he had this press pass that he was carrying around with this picture of his face on it that he just like made up and his <laughs> so his, his his wasteland name was um Preston Passe. <laughs> but it went out really cool. I mean like by the time we ended up like like dude became kind of a celebrity. Like he has he's like he had that, that white suit and that helmet and like he became kind of a figure about town, but everyone started calling him like nice guy. Yeah. Just because he's like a chill dude, yeah. but it got to the point where like we'd go into like a tent, we could just like walk into a random party that we we didn't know, like we didn't know any of these guys we were just barging into their tent, like asking them for liquor, and somebody would be like, "Hey, there's a nice guy, give a nice guy and his friend a drink." And yeah, because like, like yeah. describe Cole's demeanor to someone that doesn't know Cole, aka Deep Nuts. I don't know. Well, I mean, like he's 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 one of my favorite people. He's just like he's just really nice and like really personable, and he's like really down it's like you could take something that like he doesn't get burnt out on stuff i don't think yeah he, like the way that that a lot of people it's like it, it's he took a lot of like me being insecure about this convention or like not sure if i wanted to like do it or thinking it was stupid and he just like nullified it right because you, know? you, you like, second guess everything and then he's just more like he's like like when i think about cole i think of like he's like standing there 
and he's he's usually pretty quiet, and then he's yeah. usually watching whatever's going on, and he has like a really funny smirk on his face. Yeah, he's got this and then like smile. he'll just say some like hilarious shit, or like or like or like like a camp. We call him the crowd pleaser because he'll be like he's like super nice and super quiet and super chill, and then he has a funny look on his face, and then he'll hold up the drawing that he's been working on all day, and it'll be like a guy that's like <laughs> so on a motorcycle, like jumping a fire pit, and he's like being shot and like exploding and like on fire. It's like whenever he holds up his drawings, everybody's like, oh, like they're like so crowd pleasing, like super funny, like his style is super funny, and then the content is always like over-the-top, ridiculous, like, awesome 80s, like, action movie type of, like, visuals, yeah. and it's, like, it's, it's such a great combo, because right, he's, like, such a, he's, he seems so unassuming, but then, like, the shit that he says and the shit that he draws <laughs> is, like, ultra-fucked yeah. up, but he's, like, super quiet and just smiling in the corner. Yeah, there's some amazing stuff going in there, and, like, yeah, it makes me, like, I mean, hanging out with, with Cole makes me a better dude. Yeah, I love Cole. I was just thinking, man, having you two do a residency would be so much fun. Uh oh, there he goes. There he goes. And we're talking about Cole. I was just saying, I was just saying, I think you you two doing a residency would be super fun. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be insane. Well, we like we, we came up with like with a cool idea for a comic pitch on our way up there. And it's like it was about Elvis impersonators. Yeah. And like the the elevator pitch is just like what if all Elvis impersonators were Highlanders? And like, <laughs> wasn't and there some fight, movie about like Elvis impersonators like killing each other? Wasn't that a thing? Uh, I don't know. There was a Bubba Hotep and there was a Six String Samurai. I don't know if I've seen Elvis impersonators kill each other yet. Okay, okay. Uh, so, so it's like, it's, it, we, so our our thing is like, you know, there can only be one Elvis. Like, all the Elvis impersonators have to kill each other, and then the one that's left becomes Elvis. Yeah. You know that simple. Yeah, I like it. So maybe that's maybe that's what our residency is. So, you know, once we once we get that sold, yo, any um, if anyone's listening, if like if no Bow, if no brow press happens to follow this uh, this podcast, get at us. <laughs> bring all the money. Yeah, bring all the money. Publish my graphic novel I've been working on and not telling. Oh, this would be about. a graphic novel. I was thinking of you guys making a movie of this. It could be a movie too. That would be It'd really probably be funny. better. I just want to see Cole in movies. I just want to see Cole. I just want to see what Cole's doing right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's definitely awesome. Yeah, whatever yeah, Deep Nuts doing. is up to. Deep Nuts is into the deep cuts. He's always doing yeah. something. He's always doing. He's always up to no good. He's always up to yeah. mischief. Well, yeah, I want to get him down here so bad. I mean, uh oh, cut out, cutting out. We're cutting it up like some old foreskin in the bathroom again, baby. Talking to my friend on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Damn it. All right. Yeah. Your internet's shit in the bed, man. I don't know. I think it's. Yeah, it's probably mine. Um, yeah, this is the first time, dude. This is people are gonna be like, "Oh, that podcast with Greenstone was fucking dog shit. It was cutting out all the time. It's the only one, man. That's on you." I feel like this always happens with you and me and technology though. It's like I'll have perfectly good gear that's like working with me. Yeah. And then like I'll plug it in. I think like like I had my Cintiq when we did the residency and like I was trying to like watch movies and stuff and like that like the speakers blew out while you were there and like a bunch of other stuff happened. And wow. 
That's some Illuminati, dude. That's the government getting involved because we have we have these we have we we're like we're we're on the verge. You and me, we have the funny mojo, and we're on the verge of really discovering <laughs> some deep secrets. We're peeling yeah, back the layers, and they're worried about it, and they're trying to interfere. They're sending little electrical blasts. Do you think? Do you think um, for for real? Do you think uh, Ghostwood has like a file? <laughs> they have some kind of cult uh it's listed as cults uh in, in yeah, the donald trump in the donald trump files yeah yeah do you think that there's a file out there somewhere i hope so i hope so yeah. that would be awesome yeah. that would be awesome every would scout like to... has like a has like all their background is like in this thick ass file and they're like <laughs> keeping tabs on everybody and all our phones are like all our phones are tapped and like all they're talking about is fucking boners and tits and shit. This is who, what are they doing? This is a code. This is a secret code. What does boners mean? (laughs) What happens when, what happens when the guy gets to the meat? We got to keep letting, if we let that man get to the meat, then something terrible will happen. So I saw that you, I saw you posted up some really extensive planning stuff on uh, a couple pages of of cool plans of all the shit that you want to get done uh, in the in the near future on Instagram today. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I did that. I think I did that. Yeah, either today or yesterday. That's cool. Um, so you you're you're pretty into planning, right? Is that something that you got in through into through camp, or is that something you were doing before camp? Uh oh! Is that something you were ever thinking the about end of doing? Shit. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> it gets me mad. Oh yeah, so I mean, like the um, the five-year plan is a huge part of camp, and and I've you know worked my way through a couple versions of that. Is that but what I mean, got for... you into the idea of planning in the first place? Uh yeah, that's the idea that like I think I think figuring that out like my struggles with the five-year plan allowed me to kind of make my own plans a little better. Cause like, yeah. that's more of like a, a four to six months plan. And that helps me out. Like, I mean, I've got a couple of goals and they haven't really changed for a while. You yeah. know, like a lot of them just have to do with like, you know, I'm taking, I feel like I'm taking the longest way possible towards getting a, you know, like some sort of studio gig. Right. And like some interesting stuff has happened along the way. And I'm trying to like roll with that as soon as possible. Like, I think my career is now taking a really interesting left turn to what I imagined it being. And I'm like, I'm being faithful to that. Right. Cause you, like, you went to school for comics and you've been, uh-huh. that's been kind of your quest to do comics. Yeah. And then you moved out to LA to get a studio job storyboarding probably. And, yeah. then, and now you're out there like, in LA yeah. doing comics. <laughs> you're doing, right. like, you're really actually getting like, paid to do some comics. Yeah, and so you know, like, I really quickly learned. I mean, there there was this idea in my head that like, if you are a good cartoonist, you can go to LA and like bully your way onto a show, which was like originally my plan when I moved out here. It was like right. I was just going to bully my way through, right? Because I'm louder than your typical animator. It's true. You are. You're definitely. You have a very boisterous <laughs> personality. Because many, many, many animators, uh, and and may, maybe many artistic people in general are sometimes very shy and sort of quiet people. Yeah, but yeah. You, so I you and I, I, you and I, don't fall into that category, right? Absolutely. So I thought I could just muscle my way in, and it turns out that like I can't. These these guys are actually really good at what they do, and like, right. and they're not gonna. They're you know behind. Even though if, if I can, uh, you know, bully an animator, I can't necessarily. Uh oh! Don't try to bully your way into the studio again, my friend, because it ain't gonna happen I when it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, god I, I, I mean mostly i just i i won't 
Uh-oh, there it goes. There it goes. Oops, he did it again. His internet sucks. Fuck oh, my throat. <laughs> We were on a good. We were on a good jag for a while. I thought we were. I thought we were past these terrible we technical the difficulties. That's yeah, okay. Man, it's just was... part of the personality of this podcast now. We just overloaded the system. Yeah. I'm too scared now. I feel like I have to get, get my shit out in like these little bursts. Like I'm working on a graphic novel. I don't have a publisher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just doing it. The Niv is paying me to do comics too. Uh, I still want to do stuff for TV. Um, well, I think that's kind of an interesting thing that people would be interested in hearing about, too, is that, you know, you you had some kind of possible connection stuff going on. Um, you were doing some tests for Adventure Time and yeah. you were doing some tests for other shows as well. And, uh, you know, you knew some people. Um, you're, you, you know, you knew Kent, right? You knew Kent Osborne sure. before you went out there. So so you had you had. You had some definite prospects going out there, and 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 seemed like you know, like you said, you you were going to be able to kind of really force something to happen. And uh, but but you know, so so I think people might be interested to hear a little bit about what it's like going out there and having that experience. Um, yeah, I mean, like it's you know, it's tough. Make sure you know, like, make sure you know what you're doing, and like, and also like, don't. Don't get mad. There's, I mean, like, there's so much just like you know, embracing the like easy come, easy go nature of of California. Where like you know, you could be really like something could pop up in a day. But I mean, like uh, we're getting it's like it's a little muddier. I lost my train of thought a bit. It's, yeah, well, there's well, there's so many people out there. It's like you you know, you think like I'm gonna go out there and I like know some people and like oh man, like. You know, I and and like plus like you follow all the people who work on the shows, and you're like you talk to some of them, and you're like, oh, these are just regular people. I'm a regular dude. I'm gonna get on here. Like, you know, I'm good. I'm as good as they are. You know, and you go out there, and yeah, then, and then you realize that it is. It's very strange how people end up on these shows. I mean, a lot of right. it is a lot of it is like going to Cal Arts, right? Like mm-hmm. so many of the people that that uh, yeah. that work in the studios, uh, you know, are are friends from going to Cal Arts. And uh, right. part of that family, and then uh, and then yeah, like then then I guess the uh, you know, I I wonder how many people are able to test like to just cold go in cold and like test into shows and stuff like I like yeah it's, it's I'm trying tricky. to even I mean, think if I even know anybody that that happened to I don't know uh, I don't know yeah I mean I definitely have some friends that are trying to do that like my buddy um, my buddy Mike Sweater is like is coming here this month to talk to some people. Uh, so yeah. Uh oh. There it goes. There it goes. And he's naked. He's got no clothes on. And his scrotum is infected. Fucking fuck. <laughs> 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 My songs are getting better each time, so I think it's worth it. At least I'm getting good. some good songs going on. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, there's a lot of opportunity, but it's like it's all really fleeting. Even the people I know that are on good stuff are only on good stuff for like a little while. Pat, like. Anyone could bottom out at any time. Like crazy shit happened to Kent recently. Right, right, um, right, right. Like, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Crazy shit happened with Kent's own show. Right. So right. I'll try to maybe he'll come on and talk about that at some point, which that would be pretty cool. But we won't talk about it for him. But then, yeah, also sure. like uh, shout out Mystery Sack, Ghost Scout Mystery Sack, um, Jared Weiss. He's been you know he's been doing work out there, but 
yeah. it's just it's hard to stay consistently employed right it's like he's working right. on yeah. one show yeah, he's, he's really know. stressed out a lot yeah exactly because um, like your show you know he's working on one show and then that that yeah. opportunity is like dries up and then you try to get on another thing and then that show gets canceled and you know it's yeah. it's uh it, it is if if people are if people are making a career out of working on shows a lot of times like it's a lot of jumping around and it's a lot of taking jobs on shows that you might not even be that psyched to work on just to kind of keep it rolling and pay the bills and shit that's what i saw out there right yeah so there's a lot of that i mean like and at a certain point i went like i feel like i could either completely drop what i'm doing and just like try to get as good at storyboards as people that like went to school for it and were mm-hmm. doing it already or i could just like do the thing that i was really good at which is like learn to tell story at the same time like well, since i've got to la my comics have gotten on another level. Like, yeah. it's like I'm, I'm now telling stories the way that I wanted to start telling stories when I got into comics. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just like I went like that's to me that's so much more important, and I got like way more interested in like writing. And what do you think? I, what What was it about going to LA that that shifted it for you? Um, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of, I mean, it's a lot of stuff. There's a a lot of like, it being career oriented, and it's like kind of like lonely out here and if you're not like if you're not doing 100 percent career stuff there's a lot of like focus on you having a good career yeah um you know like there's there's like there's a you know there's there's a premium there i'm not sure like it didn't all come from good stuff but it mostly came from like uh, it was this or nothing like i mean for for me it's not like charismatic to say but this was sort of like my last stop it's like i was i was in my late 20s i was 29 when i moved out here which is like really late to just move to LA. Like it's a really weird thing to do to be like in your really late twenties and be like, okay, I'm going to cold move out to Los Angeles mm. having moved in, in like new England my whole life. Uh, and so like, for me, it was like kind of on the line a little bit that like I, if I wasn't, I couldn't fuck around here kind of like I fucked around in my, in my like earlier twenties. Right. So like um, moving out and like just getting out really on your own and like, Oh shit, like it's sink or swim here. And that made you step your comic games up, game up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's okay. Like I, I, I didn't come out here to like have friends or like have fun. Like I didn't come out here to be comfortable. I, came I out think here that's, to, like, I think that's a really cool lesson too. Cause that's something that I often try to try to communicate to people is like, you know, when you go all in on something, when you make it, when you put yourself in the situation, which I remember you did on purpose. I remember when this was sure. all happening and you're like, I'm going to go out there and either sink or swim. Like you do, it, it really puts you in a place where your brain starts stepping it up. And I think that's a really good thing. Like, I think it's really good for people to get out on their own. You know, some people, you know, I mean, I went home for, you know, I forget exactly how long, right after school, I went home for maybe up to a year or something like that and lived with my folks and just like busted my ass every day. But it was to save up money and then really get out on my own. And then I got out on my own. And uh, that's really what like make for for especially for people who might not be as as like naturally high motor or naturally like super um, self motivating. Like I think it's I think you need to put yourself in the situation where you have to do it. I think that's going to make the difference for a lot of people, and that's cool that that's what you experienced. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I mean, it's it's really important as much as possible. Um, and I mean that that was what the first year of Ghost Camp was for me too. I mean, I was I was in a in a desperate spot where I was I was living in White River Junction, but like I, I didn't go to school there, and it just gotten to the point where my friends that I went 
with had graduated and like were figuring out what they were going to do. Like they had a reason to be in that town, but I didn't. And I just like, like a really important girlfriend to me had just like left town. And like, I think the thing that she said to me right before I left was like, Hey, you should probably be doing more stuff. Like you should probably be trying a little harder. Yeah. Um, and then Ouch, like she left. Burn. And I was, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it was, <laughs> it was fucking rough. Um, but I, but I, I needed it. So like she left me alone. And so they're spending like six months in her old apartment, just being like, like, and I was washing dishes in this tiny town, which is like, White Road Junction is a great town to be in, but it's like a hard town to like, you're not going to get like promoted at your job there. It's not right. a town to like, it's a really you know, small like, kind of hard scrabble town. Yeah. So it's like, if you can get a, if you want a better job, you have to wait for like, you know, your friend to have a meltdown and quit. So you, <laughs> you have then, to wait for someone to, else like, to die. Do you have to wait for someone for the other dishwasher to be murdered to get that job? My other dishwasher got shot while he was, while he was <laughs> I, remember, I remember you told that story. That was so crazy. He yeah. got shot totally randomly, and they never found the person, right? They, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, like, they have they, – they know the person, but they won't tell my buddy Lucas who it is. Oh, my God. And, like, yeah, the, the dude is still very much at large. They just don't have enough evidence to, like, charge him. Wow. Um, yeah, man. Crazy stuff happens in that tiny – like, when, <laughs> when crime happens in a tiny town, it happens way harder than in a city. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's classic. But, like everyone knows who it is. It's like that's how small town it is. Everybody knows who it is, but like nobody's saying. <laughs> so crazy. Oh, did it happen again? It's so crazy when you live in a town and people just uh, shooting uh, uh, each uh, other. The point is, fuck. What was the point? Um, yeah, that, so the girl was like, you should do more stuff. And I was like, okay, well, I need to claw my way out of this town. And I just went, like, I thought at the time that, like, Ghost Shrimp was an internship. Right. And that it would, like, help me. On my, and in a way it was. But, yeah. You know, in a, in a different way. So it was, like, it was either that or, like, screen printing. It's a lifetime, and lifetime it, internship. Every, yeah, every day. <laughs> every day. I work a little bit. I, I get more coffee for, <laughs> for, for references, for a chance to put Ghost Shrimp on my CV. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. Do. It's a lifestyle, yeah. man. I, I've had bosses call you before. I've definitely like told. I've definitely told you that like bosses for like stuff that wasn't hard <laughs> were gonna call you and that you had to lie for me. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. That is part of being a ghost camp. Like, I know. Like, well, that that is. It's grandfathered in. You reminded me of that. You were like, you said you would say anything I wanted you to say, and I was like, did I say that? I was like, fuck. All right. So like, yeah. For you guys, the first year, it's grandfathered in. I have to, I'm, I'm contractually obligated to make up anything you tell me and tell people <laughs> and swear to employers that it's the truth. Yeah. So as far as you're concerned, I was a consultant on Adventure Time. Yep. He basically came up with the concept for the show. Yeah. I'm not going to say the treehouse was my invention, but the idea <laughs> that it was in, but let's just say it was on the ground. Before Let's just say Greenstone talk. starts with a G and Ghostrim starts with a G. I'm just going to say that. I'm going to leave it right there. Oh, man. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I, I went out. I did that full in. And I never looked back. And so far, it's been it's been okay. Yeah. So, you think you're... So, you, so you're still questing to get work in television animation there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, not as hard. Like on my own terms. I'm not, yeah. Like, I'm not. Um, I'm not hitting the pavement for it, but it's definitely it's the next thing. I, I I tell myself after my next concrete goal, I have the nib stuff is coming, and like that's good, and I can like set my own pace with that. Mm -hmm. And so I've got you know x many like levels of pitches that are lined up after the year. 
I have a graphic novel, which is like the next life thing I have to get done. And it's about halfway done right now. Right. And, um, I've got to find a publisher for it and like maybe an agent if I can, if I can swing it. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, that's, that's like the goal for like when I have like time to sink into. Uh Oh, when I have time to sink into the hot tub and I'm taking on juicy old shit in the hot tub and it's floating around. Once that's done, I um, I'm gonna like it's gonna be writing courses. I'm gonna like I, there's 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 a while where I have like half an opportunity to like. I have half an opportunity to talk to some girl with some big old titties, and it's all rocking my world. Boom, boom, boom. Here, you talk for a little while. How, wait, how do you know when it cut out? How do you know when you're when you're talking that I get, it cut out? Oh, because like the the I get a little notification. Oh, it says what? Yeah, it just says like your connection's bad. Oh, weird. See, it's not saying anything on my end. That proves that it's the government is tapping into your shit, dude. So fucking shitty. There's probably a microchip in your fucking scrotum, bro. You got to cut it open yeah. and look for it. Yeah. Well, I keep opening all these weird attachments. <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> no, I don't know. I go to weird places on the internet. I, like, I told you that I had, like, a thing that, that might be a cool new thing for the nib. Yeah. But, like, I have to go out, like, if if my editors say yes and like I, they did i think they they've just they're checking and they're just like they're like send us a pitch which means like i can't i have to wait for it to swing around again yeah uh but it's like i have to go to culver city to like meet to do this meet and greet for this thing called like the los angeles pony and critter club uh-huh which is like a dog show except for the dogs are people what <laughs> uh yeah it's like people dressed up as dogs like in dog costumes doing dog shows i think it's a sex thing and it's like oh it's like a it's like an extension of like furry life or whatever yeah ex- yeah i mean i think it's like way more fetishy it's not it's like less plushy more like leathery wow but, it, like, but so like people photo- are so someone's like running a, a human dog through like a dog show jumping course like jumping over the little stands and shit that's what these photos look like yeah it's like i mean it looks like there's <laughs> That's insane, man. Oh, I love it. Oh, it cut out again. I'm running on a dog. I'm taking on a dog. This human dog is taking <laughs> shit on my lawn again. <laughs> I definitely just think of humans, like, taking dog shits everywhere. Yeah, like, as humans yeah. pretending to be dogs, I think of just people urinating and defecating, like, everywhere. And that seems like an accurate portrayal of what am I be saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is the first musical episode. <laughs> Highly musical. First of many. Gotta, yeah, got to fix my internet if we ever do this again. Yeah, it's probably just your your uh, roommates are probably streaming some yeah. animal porn. Some animal porn. Animal porn. <laughs> Animal so that's house, hilarious. So you're like Peru. So so like, how do you find this stuff? Like you're just like, this is on your radar normally. This stuff because you're you. So like, you just find this stuff, right? And then well, you're like, like, oh, this would be awesome to do a comic con and get paid to do it. Right. Well, it's my only way for like pushing back on Los Angeles because mm-hmm. I mean, like my my first year here, I was like terrified. I barely left East Hollywood ever. Um, so and funny. like, and but in the back of my head, always it's like there are people 
in the bad parts of downtown doing stuff in warehouses that you could only dream of. And like, I'm like, <laughs> you know, so and so like it fucking burns my ass to be like, like in my room for like a month. I'm like on a Saturday night. I'm like, God damn it. People are doing stuff that would blow my fucking mind. If I could just get out there. Like super, so, super weird fringe, like subversive, like borderline illegal stuff. Yeah, actually, absolutely. And like, I don't and, think and I ever like, once have thought about that. That's awesome. Okay. I love it. Like in the city. Like I feel like I think about that more like in the country, like serial killers, <laughs> like chopping people up or some shit. Like what's that guy doing in that house right now? But like yeah. I, I don't think – I don't know if I've ever really thought that when I was in well, it's LA. Like, it's definitely doing happening in the country, but the difference between the country and the city is like all it takes is like – Forty is like forty dollars is separating you from the weirdest thing you can think of. Right. You know. Right. Right. So oh, like dude, this is hilarious. One time, I went out with a girl that was like a. a I found out later that she was a pathological liar. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. And one of the things she told me, she used to make up these super elaborate stories. Somehow this, somehow this fits into what we're talking about. <laughs> and she told me that she somehow got into a situation where she was hanging out with Mike Patton. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Of Faith No More and Mr. Bungle. Yeah. And that oh, yeah. they were driving in a car and then they made a stop at some like tattoo shop or head shop or something like this. And they go in and then they go in the back and then uh -huh. Mike Patton like purchases like a human heart. And then they like huh. get it and they take it and they like take it back in the car and like went somewhere with it. And there was more to it than that. She told me these <laughs> insane stories and I like was just believing them because they were so crazy. It's like, why would you ever make that story up? But they were like totally. Then later on, I realized like I started to put together. It was like, you know, in a movie where you like realize that the serial killer is your mom or whatever. Right. And yeah, then, yeah. like it's I started to put it together. And then after we had broken up, I started to like think back about everything. And I was like, oh my <laughs> God, like every thing she ever said was a lie and i was like but you would tell it like almost didn't matter because the stories that you would make up were so cool like who makes up yeah. a story like she said that he had like a heart in a like he came out i think she was waiting in the car in the story and he came uh -huh. out with a shoe box and like put it under the seat or something and then at some point she got a look in it and there was like a human heart in it or something oh, like so, so awesome Are you there? Did you hear? Are you still there? Are you still there, my friend? Are you touching on your gen? Are you touching damn, damn, on your damn. genitals again? Human heart, human heart. <laughs> um, yeah, because like that could, could conceivably happen. Like crazy shit happens. Um, the, you know, like the the bass player for Tool lives next to the coffee shop he used to work at. Yeah. We'd get his mail, and he'd open it up, and it would all be like fetish shit, and he would like yell at us and stuff. Wow. And, like there was there was like a wizard that would come in and like do spells on people and. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, because that kind of shit happens in L.A. all the time. And it's, like, either, like, it's going to make you feel, like, weird and scared or you could get on top of it. Wow. And, like, that's sort of that's sort of my – it's, like, I want to get on top of it as much as possible. I like it. You're owning it. You're, like, I'm going to be the craziest. You're, you're going to just get deeper and deeper. In this movie, it's, like, it starts out just being, like, this rational pursuit for you, but then it ends up, like, consuming you, and you get into, like, some weird thing where you start, like, eating yourself, and, like, it's, it's <laughs> super, super dark. Well, yeah, well, it's just, like, some part where, like, I accidentally kill, like, the head of the Culver City Masons, and now right, I am right. the head of the Culver City Masons. Oh, my and God. And I'm sending them all to scout out for stories for me and like and at the end of the day it's only for like the commission i'm getting on a nib comic which oh is like dude dude have you joined mufon are you there 
Have you joined MUFON? Because MUFON is a cool UFO group. <laughs> there you are. Wait, have you, joined, have you joined MUFON yet? What's MUFON? MUFON is the Mutual UFO Network. Okay. Oh, yeah. And Dan Aykroyd is the president. Okay. And yeah. they have meetings, like, frequently. Is that the one in Studio City? In L.A. I don't know, dude, but I I joined it when I was in uh-huh. L.A. And I went to a couple meetings. And, like, there's people that get up there and tell, like, firsthand accounts. There was, like, this dude got up and he was supposedly, like, an Air Force general from, like, fucking Bolivia or some shit. And him and his oh, daughter wow. were there. And they told these insane stories about, like, the government there like had this farm where ufos would come and like all this they like went off for like two hours telling first-hand accounts of ufo stuff that i was a hundred percent like i was like this happened to these people like a hundred percent believing it it was amazing yeah, for like sure. like that's I, awesome I, like that like i wish like i had found that like right when i got to la because like <laughs> that was some of the most like cool fucking fun that i ever had in la i was like this is and like there's there's like a it's like a gym they like meet at like weird like some weird school gym and i'd like ride out to, like, <laughs> some like sherman oaks like fucking school gymnasium or whatever oh, and you're there and it's like a bunch of fucking weirdos and like a bunch of old <laughs> UFO dudes, like just like at these things you go to probably, and like you're yeah. just sitting there, like th- just looking around at people, like this is fucking insane. Like I can't believe this exists, and that I'm here right now. It was so awesome, yeah. man. You gotta yeah. join. You gotta That's join. Oh, oh, he's gone. He's gone again. He's looking for his penis and he's looking in his butthole because that's where he stored it. That's where he last um, saw it last time. Yeah, I got like um, I got to figure out something to do. Uh, like a, the, I was like this Swiss graphic novel. The Swiss magazine approached me like two days ago because of the satanic stuff. Like, yeah. Oh, nice. Comics to do. Like now I've got to do uh, like. Uh, journalistic comics outside of the scope of the nib. I'm going to figure out what that's going to be like. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, mostly it's like, if just it's whatever, whoever's going to pay my ticket. It's like, if I'm about to come back to them, I think and it's like the David Lynch's festival is going to be in a couple days. And I'm like, if I'm going to be like, if you can spring 500 bucks for my ticket, um, I'll do your 20 pages for sure. Oh, wow. That would be really cool. Is that what they want you to cover? No, well, they just want me to cover what I like. I think they just want me to pitch them something. What's David Lynch's um, festival? What is it? It's a movie. Uh, it's like a film fest. No, well, there's like there's like bands there, and he like talks about transcendental meditation. He like it's it's all at the uh, the Ace Hotel Ballroom. Wow. Um, he does, yeah, he does. A, it's like a lot of weird stuff, and it's it's all for a charity, and I forget what the charity is. Um, festival of something. I yeah, I think I've seen. It. I think I've seen stuff about it. I think I've seen yeah. something for it. I mean, like I, I knew about it. Like I, I follow, I follow, I follow Sky Ferreira around because I'm a creep, and that's. Uh, I think she's she's heavily involved. Oh, that's like that teenage singer that you that you were talking about a couple years ago. She's not a teenage anymore. She's a full grown woman. <laughs> she's, now she's not, now she's twenty, dude. She's not a teenager <laughs> anymore. I feel like I've had friends that have made that argument. They're like. Yeah, so she was eighteen. Like, yeah, she's like seventeen, but she's like twenty now. And you're like, it doesn't matter about now. <laughs> it mattered about then, you you fucking psychopath. Oh, that's awesome. 
That's cool. So you're hoping to maybe be able to go to this David Lynch thing. That would be really cool. I would. Lo- that's definitely. He's like in my top three people that I would want to like lay eyes on in real life. Like him. Yeah. Like him, Joe Dorowski, and I don't even know who the third would be. Those, those, those two, those two guys would be like my top two people that I would want to meet right now for sure. Yeah. I love to hear him speak. I've got like I've got a list of stuff to cover, like a list of like possible things I could dip into, and they all have to do with like times of the year, uh, like Magic Castles on there. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, have you, you know, been there yet? No, I haven't. Yeah, and, like, I never and I'm, went. And I'm, I'm worried about it because like I think if I did a piece about <laughs> Magic Castle, I might have to talk to a bunch of magicians. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure like if I didn't have like. That's a thing that I could do with Cole. If Cole was with me, like I could talk to like endless magicians and it would be fine. Like by myself, I could see myself like getting really fed up with them like really fast. Why? Why are you prejudiced against magicians? What are the? Is there is there like a stigma about magicians? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just a private thing. It's <laughs> it's a personal beef you have. You're like just super <laughs> super super <laughs> segregationist against magicians. Just, you think you're being cool, but you're not. Like you think your tricks are on. Like you think you're such hot shit, but you're. It's just a trick. I can learn to do a trick. <laughs> Oh man, that's wow. That's I, I that's I, I just learned that about you. I didn't know that you had like an axe to grind against magicians. Yeah, kind of, I mean it's like it's like that or like jugglers. I don't it's, it just seems like such like a desperate plea for pussy, you know? Damn, like it just shots seems like... fired. Shots fired. <laughs> oh my god. If you're ever I wouldn't even go set foot in the magic castle now, dude. They'll make you disappear. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They'll well, be no, okay, like, well, I'm no. going to cut this man in half. And the whole audience will be like, oh, my, look at all the blood. Oh, my God. They'll really cut <laughs> no, your ass here, in half, here, dude. Here's my challenge to Magic Castle. I mean, like, prove me wrong. If, like, if, if I get the, if I land the Magic Castle gig, if I find the end for Magic Castle, I'm going to do Magic Castle due diligence. I'm going to give Magic Castle every chance to prove me wrong. But but don't um, you think if you went there, you would be wowed by the magic there? Uh, Yeah, maybe. Like, maybe. I, for some reason, it just, like, doesn't do it for but me wait what about I mean, like david blaine have you ever seen the fucking like the youtube videos and shit where he's fucking with people like i think david like, blaine's like kanye david... and like all the nba players who like go to their house and like do some fucking crazy shit to them and they're like about to fucking shit their pants like it's that real yeah i think david blaine's on another level yeah. i think david blaine's different if it was yeah. like yeah do you the... think he's a real sorcerer or do you think he's just really good at tricks um, or I, both. I don't see that the two need to be mutually exclusive. Yeah, yeah both. I like both. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, like, there's a way, like, there's, like, the Alan Moore magic, which is, like, more of the thing that I'm, like, that I'm interested in. Like, if, if I could find some ritual magicians. Isn't, if I could, the like, Alan, find, like, a... isn't the Alan Moore magic just, like, smoking weed all day and, like, <laughs> being Alan Moore? It's part of it. Well, no, but he's, like, he's he's way into, like, chaos magic and, like, ritual magic and right, right. kind of, like, like, you know, all that sort of, like, sigils stuff. So he like, does, like, he... like, so Alan Moore, like, Actually, I know Dose One. Like he's hung out with Alan Moore several times. I think he's gone and hung out with him. So I should ask him about it too. But uh, but so do, what do you think he does? Like weird ritual shit. Like do, do you think Alan Moore like does rituals? Like he performs uh, yeah, yeah. magic rituals? Yeah, I know he. I know he does. It's oh, like that's him, cool. He and like he does it, and then um, Grant Morrison is huge into it. Like Grant Morrison's like the biggest ritual magic like UFO guy in comics. Really? Um, yeah, for sure. Um, like there's like well documented, like if you ever, if you ever catch like a floppy issue of, um, the invisibles and like read the back half 
Um, it's all magic stuff. Oh, wow. Like, there was a time where, like, the sales were going down, and he, like, published, like, he put, like, a sigil in the corner, and he was like, hey, guys, if you wouldn't mind, like, staring at this when you jerk off, like, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> Are you like, serious? <laughs> he said, then yeah, really said that? Yeah. yeah, and then, like, sales picked up. And, like, wow. so many people started buying the Invisibles again. Wow. Um, yeah, that's real. So, yeah, it's, it's those guys. In my mind, it's, like, like those two guys are having a magic party, and like Neil Gaiman's like trying to get in, but they're kind of like giving him the business. Are they just staring each other in the eyes and masturbating though across from each other? Is that what's happening? I can only speculate. I mean, is all is all ritual magic just like heterosexual guys being gay with each other? Is that what ritual magic is? (laughs) You know, it's like it's different for every person. You have to you have to read my ritual magic comic to find out. Damn it! Fuck. What happened? No, I could still hear uh, you. Okay, okay, okay. Now, yeah, now every time there's a glitch, I'm sure it's like it's gone. What were you saying? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't think I said anything. I just heard you go. Oh, fuck. Okay. Just yeah. Every time the like the noise cut out, I was sure that the connection was bad. Um. But yeah, yeah, man. Ritual magic. Yeah, magic as the magic castle guys want to come at me, I'll do their deal. You know, I'll I'll, I'll do their thing. Have you ever um, performed ritual magic? Have you ever done any magic rituals? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you said that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, have you have you ever <laughs> tried to masturbate forty seven times in a day? Yeah. 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 I, I was bleeding. I was. I had. I had to stop because I was bleeding. <laughs> like, what is what is the ritual magic that you? What are the magic rituals that you performed? I um. I did a ritual to like keep from getting fired once. Okay. There was definitely like I um there was like I I was positive I was gonna get fired from this job. I was like fucking up and I didn't really know what to do and I was like at my wits end. And I would like put I did like sigil magic on this like pack of chewing gum. Like I would like stare at it. Like I you know I drew these symbols at it and I would like stare at it and I'd chant this thing. And then like on my way to work I'd like pop this gum into my mouth and like and I had this mantra that I would like repeat when I chew. I mean it's like. Wow. Ritual ritual magic is like 80% the secret. Right. It's like so 80%, you, and so you made that so you made that up. Like you decided to do it about the gum and chew the gum and stuff or that yeah, you yeah. read that well, somewhere. Yeah, like, yeah. No, well so like there's well there's magical like there's ritual magic principles and like those principles are like immutable and they have a lot to do with like the kind of like secret staring in the mirror saying like I will win a million dollars I'll win a million dollars I'll win a million dollars and so like those those principles were there wait the secret it. the secret is like a book or something right like yeah it's yeah, a book it's about, about like, like just like positive manifestation or something like that yeah absolutely okay okay and so I mean like yeah positive like positive manifestation is like has a large part in ritual magic as like as i understand it like if there's i'm sure there's somebody listening that like reads more than i do that's you know it's gonna like get on me for not you know don't tweet at me but um, <laughs> Dude, don't tweet andrew greenstone at andrew greenstone <laughs> and andrew greenstone you suck at magic um but yeah i, I you know I, I did i did a thing to keep me from getting fired and i didn't i eventually got better at my job because i just like wasn't sweet because it was my magic like don't fuck up gum so wait, you uh, didn't get fired because you chewed this yeah. gum? Because you chewed the magic yeah. gum? I chewed the magic gum and it kept wow. me from getting fired. But yet but you, but yet, so wait, so is your disdain for magicians because they're just doing tricks and they're not actually performing like magic rituals? Is that where you're, do you have so much respect for ritual magic that you think like these guys are making a mockery of magic? No, I just think it's fucking stupid. I don't know. <laughs> I just like, <laughs> oh, I just, man. You know, I don't know. It's just, I mean, it's like, it's the guy at the party. It's the guy at the frat party that brings out his guitar and plays like, you know, sublime covers. 
That's you, not everyone, magic, dude. That's not magic, though. That's just playing. Yeah, that's music. I think you're confusing music with magic. <laughs> yeah, but it's the same. But it's that same guy. It's that same desperate plea for attention. It's like okay, that same gotcha. guy that like that okay. really wants to just get like attention, like feminine attention. And it's like okay. look at like you know look at this. I, I I spent a lot of time learning this trick. Like anyone can learn how to like do a Rubik's cube. Mm-hmm. But the idea of like doing a Rubik's cube to like get someone to be impressed with you is like super sad. Just like be smart. Just have something funny to say. Mm. Okay. Like you know, if you're a, if you're a comedian and you're and you're thinking about putting magic in your act, don't just get funnier. Yeah. Okay. You think it's too gimmicky. Yeah, big time. Mm. Okay. That's, yeah. If it was lame, I wouldn't be into it. But some of the ma- I do like the crazy magic tricks where you like have no idea where people could have done what they were doing. I think that's pretty cool. Like yeah, the David I mean, like, Blaine, like the David Blaine level shit. Right. Well, like David Blaine trains his body to do stuff that like n- that like no other human's done before. Yeah. And like that's exciting. Anytime that somebody's doing anything like that, I mean, like that's all you expect that. Like you respect like a UFC trainer. You know, right, it's like how right. like how on earth did you get your body to do right. X Y Z? Right. They're like yeah. They're like artisans. They're like craftsmen. They're like honing this the craft of illusion. Right. Yeah. yeah for sure. But like yeah, like a freebie guy with a cape can just I don't know just eat my asshole. Yeah. Yeah, we went to see a magic show at a school gymnasium with Wolfie, and it was just like a fat, a fat like dad who was like, "Yo, I'm gonna pull the handkerchief out of my sleeve." Like that level of magic is definitely like, yeah. it's like that's fun for kids. But yeah, beyond that, it's if if you went to the Magic Castle and they started doing that kind of shit, I'd be surprised. I guess I figure the Magic Castle must be like a lot of like really high level magicians. Because you yeah. can't, because the deal is you can't just go to the Magic Castle. You have to be invited. Right. Yeah. So it's so like, like exclusive, which I love that idea of it. That's like, that does, yeah, well, it immediately makes you be like, damn, I want to go. Well, that's what I'm into more. It's like, I'm willing to talk to magicians to get into the Magic Castle. <laughs> even <laughs> you though know, you like, hate it, even though you hate magicians, you just want to be inside this building that's only love, for magicians. I love though. castles. Yeah. I love castles and I love infiltration. Like that, the yeah. the like the Mad Max thing that I went to was like ninety percent about like infiltration. Right. Like there was there was um there was a little like make like a, a shanty bar that was yeah. in there and it was like you go in there and there's a guy that'll make you bloody marys for free as much like the best bloody marys you've ever had, but you have to like get this specific like bottle cap from doing bounty hunting and shit. Oh uh, shit! The, oh, so there's like quests that you have to go on there. Oh yeah, it's mostly quests. Oh, that's like, pretty mostly... cool. That's pretty fun. Yeah, there's like there's a huge there's a huge like there's a barter culture and a quest culture. And so like, it's not just dudes. Stuff. It's not just everybody hanging out. They're like actually you're like doing activities. No, everyone shit. is there's everyone is so busy. Like there's so much weird shit to do. There's like a working post office. There's a radio station that you can like turn your like when we were driving up. They said like hey try turning your dial to this thing, and you, we did it. And there was like wasteland music with like sound spots and shit wow. um you could like deliver letters you can like there was a newspaper that printed every day that like and how did that... you get food there how you went to the grocery store like in your no, mad just... max gear no 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 we just like brought a bunch of stuff oh you just bring it all to the you brought you brought everything you needed there with you like you yeah, were camping. Yeah. like it's just like a camping trip yeah it's just like a camping trip and then like i mean we didn't bring nearly enough liquor but that ended up working in our favor because like a lot of people are willing to give you liquor if you do cool stuff. If you're like, if you're slick and you can like talk your way into getting it, and so like that made us like engage a lot harder because like you know we wanted to be drunk. <laughs> so uh, 
Yeah, yeah, that was like that's yeah, that was a big part of it. And so yeah, anytime that there was like there's a place that you can't get into, we were like, how do we get into that place? Like what like what's in that back room? Yeah. Um, and that's yeah, that's a huge that's a huge motivator and a big reason why I'm doing these things. That's cool. That's cool. That's fun. Yeah, I still would love to come up with something where we have a day or something where we're doing some kind of games like that at camp like where we do like how we talked about doing doing the greenstone protocol like finding yeah. like doing do uh, during graduation week having a day where we like set up some kind of fun like weird mind games like that i think that would be really like fun. just color wars yeah i don't know what but if we, we have to we have to cook up some stuff that would be super yeah fun. it's been a long time since i pitched a protocol it got to the point where I would like write up. It got to the point where I would like write up these dossiers for camp. Yeah, no, the green. Yeah, the green. I forget. Wait, what was the what? What did you actually call that protocol? Uh oh, went out. What did you call? Damn it! There you go. You're back. <laughs> what was the protocol yeah, was called? The... What was the the alpha the beta protocol? Yeah, beta protocol. Beta protocol like is where you wanted us. You wanted I still, us. Well, no, don't say it because I still want to. Do it. <laughs> 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 and it's never oh, been it's secret. never been easier with recent developments. Like it's never been more possible to do beta, beta protocol. Yeah, I'm. I'm like I next think, year we could I do think, it and it wouldn't even be a big deal. I think during graduation week, during a doing a day of beta protocol would be super fun. Yeah, terror camp is just going to be beta protocol for sure. It's just going to be all week is graduation week. Right. All week is just. Just the like the the secret society stuff, right? And it's everybody in trapped inside of a handicapped porta potty for a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm like, yeah, I've, I've condemned a building. And you can only eat and drink what's already been in the porta potty, and it's after a festival. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> it won't be like that. It'll be really cool. I haven't mm. figured out the kinks but, but we'll, no there we'll actually work. is real food like there's like there's one box of granola bars that's been dumped out into the bottom of the porta potty <laughs> yeah. and it's like who they're in get, plastic who? bags but like that's just gonna permeate for sure yeah oh boy that's awesome all right man well we got it we're an hour and 18 in so we'll wrap it up Okay. Um, if you cut all the weird songs out, it'll be 50, 50 minutes. <laughs> no, sure. no, I'm not gonna edit it. I don't. <laughs> I don't edit it. I, I don't think I've really edited any. I think the only one I edited was the first question and answer one I did because I was having trouble staying like coherent on the yeah. questions and I had to like chop it up. But, but I haven't. Sure. I haven't. Uh, I've gotten better at it and I haven't uh, edited it. I like the raw. I like the rawness of it. Yeah. Plus, it gets yeah. so time-consuming if you're like doing a heavily edited thing, because then you get super nitpicky, and like that makes it less viable right, for could, me to spend time doing it. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, yeah. Well, this podcast is awesome. This is like, yeah, you definitely, you definitely uh, went off to a running start. I'm super pumped, man. I'm so pumped. People are really digging it, and I'm having so much fun. And I'm, I'm glad that we got that we finally are here doing it. And I'm super pumped that you got to jump on here. We definitely. You and me, I think, definitely have a bright podcast future together. We are going to be on many podcasts together. Um, what else? Oh, are you still there? Oh, he's not there. He's not there. He's not there. Yeah, here there it is. you are. Okay. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah, uh, we definitely go to some, we definitely go to some cool places. Yeah. Um. What? Uh. What? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me. My website is comicsareforkids.com. Uh, AndrewGreenstone.com works. I've got an Instagram that I'm on all the time. I'm doing like Inktober 
uh, where I'm just trying to draw like a comic page every day, mm-hmm. uh, like seeing if I can get it down to like if I uh, the point there is like can I draw a page in an hour and a half? Can I sit down and like and just get a page fully done then? So like come and check that out mm-hmm. for October. Um, I've got a Twitter which is comics are for kid dot com. I mean for ad comics for kid. I don't ever use it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, hop on any of those. Um, and then you know, and then you have a new you have that satanic uh, rituals comic in the nib right now, right? Yeah, yeah. You can find a link to that on my website. Right. So check out um, the nib dot com. Look for Andrew Greenstone and check out. Yeah. The... So that's what's up. The Wastelander one will be up in about a month. Nice. Um, and then yeah, I don't know. Keep it keep it for all kinds of other stuff. If you want me to go to a board out your movie you know let me know yep available for storyboarding yeah available for, for does bodies. not work well with magicians <laughs> no it worked okay does like, not respect street we'll, level magicians well no we'll say that like i'm excited to be proven wrong i'm really excited to be like to come back next time and be like hey i'm sorry about that shit i said about magicians they're actually pretty cool right right i've yeah. got you know I'm always, I'm always changing. I'm always coming around. Yeah. You're, you have, you're, you're, you have an open mind, but it's very jaded towards magicians. Yeah. As it stands, it's like, you've got a, it's a, it's a long road to hoe, but (laughs) I think we'll get, I think we'll get there. If there's any magicians that think they can blow your mind, bring it. Yeah. Yeah. DM, DM (laughs) the best, your best trick or your best dick pic (laughs) to Andrew Greenstone. Don't tweet. Don't tweet at me. <laughs> Slide up in those DMs. Oh, uh, actually, yeah. No, actually, I fucking dare you. Like magicians, come at me. I'll yeah, come every, I'll take on every magician. Wow, that's a bold <laughs> statement. I feel like I feel like you're starting. I feel like this could be bad. I feel like they'll be I, like, oh man, we were on the podcast, we were just joking around, and then he started calling out magicians, <laughs> and then fucking he woke up the next day and his dick was gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, the magicians got to you, man. Look, the magicians are pulling you off right now. That's who's messing with it, man. It's not even it's not even the government messing with this podcast. It's the magician government. <laughs> yeah. It's the magician nadis. The magician nadis, <laughs> dude. Yeah, somebody's got somebody's got a little doll of my phone and they're poking needles in it. Fuck. All right, man. Gosh. Well I'll stop recording. We'll <laughs> sign off, I'll stop recording and then we'll and then we'll wrap it up. All right? All right. All right hang cool, on. cool, cool. Wow, that is what I call a fun, friendly, friendship-filled podcast, guys. I hope you enjoyed every single minute of it as much as we did because we had fun. That's what we do here. That's what this is all about. You know what I'm saying? Getting digital, getting on the internet, transmitting our voices to each other, friendships across the globe. You know what I'm saying? Vermont to LA connections. Very fun. I love having an opportunity to catch up with my friends. You know what I'm saying? There is nothing better, guys. You know what I'm saying? Jump on the phone, have a chat with your friends. That's what this is all about. You know what I'm saying? So as usual... Big, big, big shout outs to everyone that is ordering posters from the website. If you are a fan of this podcast, okay, there is no better way to show your love, show your support than go to goshrimpglobal.com today. 
Okay, we've got the Beehive Boy posters up, very exclusive. We've got the Shiva Nataraja posters up, very exclusive. You know what I'm saying? Still some signed and numbered Shiva posters available. Jump on that, get one, get both, okay? Um, we also got original draw aterias. You know what I'm saying? We've got uh, original draw aterias. If you want to step up, you know what I'm saying? Got a hundred bucks burning a hole in a condom for you. Fucking drop it on us. Uh, drop it on me. You know what I'm saying? Go order yourself a piece of original ghost shrimp artwork from the draw Ateria. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, uh, got adventure time backgrounds. Um, if people are interested, you can email me. Um, got, uh, you know, if there's an illustration that you like on the website, you know what I'm saying? Email me. Cause you can, you might be able to buy the original of that bitch. You know what I'm saying? You might be able to buy yourself a nice ghost shrimp original illustration to hang on your wall. And you know what happens? You know what happens? Guys, you know what I'm saying? Get your girlfriend the gift of ghost shrimp. You know what I'm saying? Because you know what happens? Someone's getting a hand job tonight. If you buy your girlfriend a ghost shrimp poster, guess who's getting a hand job? You definitely painful hand job. Tight grip hand job. You know what I'm saying? Ladies, get your boyfriend a ghost shrimp poster. Get your boyfriend a draw a drawing for the holidays. Guess who's getting fingered on Christmas Eve? You are. You know what I'm saying? Fucking getting fingered both holes, no holes barred. Okay? That's how it happens. You know what I'm saying? That is how we keep it sexy on the Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast, y'all. So much respect. Much love to everyone who comes and shows some support. Much love to every single listener to the Ghost Room of Friends podcast. You know what I'm saying? And uh, if you like the podcast, go to iTunes. Give me a five-star review. You know what I'm saying? Uh, go to SoundCloud. Leave some comments. Um, you know what I'm saying? Share the podcast, guys. Tell a friend about this podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend about this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Let's spread the good vibes, let's spread the positive productivity, you know what I'm saying, the high morale lifestyle, you know what I'm saying, because that's how you make happy people and happy people make a happy planet, you know what I'm saying, I can hear a plane flying over, or maybe that's a car, there might be a car flying overhead right now. There's a truck somewhere flying through the atmosphere. Um, but yeah, so this was a real fun one, guys. We're going to be back next week, of course. So set those goals, okay? Um, make sure that you set aside some time this week to really do the things that interest you the most, that you want to fill your life with the things that you love to do because that is is how you fulfill your destiny. You know what I'm saying? Set some goals to make your daily life right now the best version it can possibly be. You know what I'm saying? And dial in those routines and those habits 
and set them towards that greatest dream future that you can imagine. Because let me tell you guys, it is possible. I am a total and complete fuck up, okay? Could barely make it through high school and I am sitting here sitting in my own forest, smoking weed all day, drawing fucking ridiculous pictures of the craziest shit that I can come up with. And fucking, I have Ghost Scout friends all over the world. That is my dream life. And I was able to put it together because I planned it, because I worked super hard at it, you know what I'm saying, day in and day out. I've been doing this career for 14 years now, you know, saying that's how you get it done. One day, one week, one month, okay? Every year, my life gets better because I put in the work, okay? I set the goals, I set the vision, and I really enjoy it, and I really work it. And when the tough stuff comes along, it's easier to deal with because I have so much good stuff going on in my life. You know what I'm saying? That's how you want to do it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to cut it off, guys. I don't want to start a whole nother rambling old podcast right now on the outro. So I'm going to leave you with that, okay? But I truly, truly, truly appreciate every single person that is vibing on this podcast because I have a great time doing it. We got so many fun guests lined up and send in your questions as usual. I'm going to get around to doing another question and answer podcast soon. Those are always super fun. If there's topics you want me to talk about, if there's questions you want answered, I am here for you. You know what I'm saying? What is going on out there? There's like a construction site out there. My neighbor must be doing something. All right, guys, have a great week.